Okay, welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my four times a week broadcast where I teach pop, uh, ooh, look, business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. Uh, I am Natalie Pierre-Lewis, host of the show and owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help entrepreneurs and creatives like yourself get your business off the ground. So if you need help with things like registering your business with the state, making sure you have contracts, brand protection, hiring employees properly, getting EIN numbers, DUNS numbers, I help you do all that paperwork stuff. If you're wondering why I'm qualified, I'm so happy you asked. Um, thank you for the happy Monday, King, King Tax Services. If you're wondering why I'm qualified to help you do this, I'm so glad that you asked. Uh, I am a licensed attorney, have been one for 13 years in county. I've started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, education, the law, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school. So many of you have amazing business ideas, and if you're going to make it, there are just some things that you're going to need to know. Now, for those of you who are uh, regular viewers, you will notice that I am in a different spot. Again, I'm having uh, back pain because I think the flu is trying to take me out, so your girl is in her bed right now. And if you are listening to the podcast, uh, you don't know the difference, so pretend I'm at my desk. <laughs> All right, so uh, if you um, are interested in working with me to get your business off the ground for 2020, uh, go to the link in my bio, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. There you will be able to book a free 15-minute consultation if you're a first-time client. You will also have access to my array of digital products, eBooks, video trainings, uh, back episodes, back episodes of the show on YouTube. And on the podcast, King Tax Services asked if I got a flu shot. I did not get a flu shot yet. Um, and that's my bad because I'm a terrible patient. I hate going to the doctor. Um, yeah. But um, yeah. So yeah, if you want to, you know, see how we can work together, Lintree forward slash NPL consulting firm. Uh, I'm not going to belabor the beginning too much because I really need to get to the content so that I can finish and rest. Um, okay, so we are going to get started. If you are ready, give me a ready in the comments. If you're ready, give me ready in the comments. Ooh, 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 ooh. I need to see at least one ready. Ooh, need to see at least one ready. Ooh. Do I have any comments? Okay. I'm going to wait for my ready because I want to make sure that we're all on the same page. Okay. All right. Okay, here we go. So, ladies and gentlemen, first story that we are talking about tonight. Um, do I have any basketball fans in the um do I have any basketball fans in the audience? What's on Thursday? Um Do we have any basketball fans in the audience? If you're a basketball fan, give me a basketball emoji. Um So, if you noticed in my stories today, thank you for the Ready King Tech services. If you noticed in my stories today, I posted a picture with two different logos. Um, one was the monster logo, and the other was um, a basketball that looked like it had claw marks in it. Um, and I asked 
if you guys thought it was too close for comfort. And it was literally an even split. Half the people thought it was too close for comfort and half the people thought it wasn't. Well, we all know that Monster likes to sue for trademark infringement. And this is no different. Um, again, if you are a basketball fan, that logo uh, that I just talked about, the basketball with the claws through it, it is one that is trying to be used by the Toronto Raptors. Uh, the, uh, if you also look at my stories, I have a photo of their old logo and their new logo. So go check that out. So the Raptors revamped their logo in 2014. Oh. Collaborative content. Didn't you get the memo? What? Call me after the show because... Yeah, okay. Um, yes. Sorry. Okay, so the Raptors revamped their logo in 2014. It was a clawed up basketball, right? Um, they, Monster, in 2015, filed an opposition to the trademark. Um, now, the Raptors were not able to get uh, a Canadian trademark, because Monster opposed their application in Canada, but they did get approved in the United States. So this is a case where, you know, border, different borders, different results. So the Raptors were able to, you know, get through on the U.S. side, but they weren't able to get through on the Canada side. Um, Raptors, the Raptors argument, now Monster wants the Raptors trademark canceled in the U.S. The Raptors argument is that their logo is similar to their previous logo so it shouldn't be a problem so when you have a logo everybody you know every once in a while wants to revamp their logo and if you um if you just make minor changes you don't necessarily have to uh have to file a new trademark for it you may want to however the court feels like the raptor's new logo is substantially different from uh, monster. So there is no resolution right now. Um, we're going to have to wait and see what the Raptors can come up with. They're going to have to come up with an argument, you know, to defend their mark. I, per, um, again, in the, in the, um, IG stories and the Facebook stories, there was an even split as to who, um, thought it was too close for comfort and who didn't. I personally don't think that it's too close for comfort. Um, Monsters thing is like an M with some jagged, you know, a, a jagged M. The Raptors logo is a basketball with some claws through it. Now, are there slight similarities? Yeah, I'm not going to say that they're totally unrelated. But I personally don't think that the logos are too close for comfort. But I want to know from you guys, do you think that the logos are too close for comfort? Do you think Monsters current logo is too similar to the Raptors logo that they are trying to use with the basketball with the claws inside it. So what do you guys think about that? Um, and while you guys drop your responses, um, I want to remind you that uh, you can download my free business launch cheat sheet. Uh, beginning of the year is the time when a lot of people want to get their businesses started, you know, or, you know, really solidify some things. And the business launch cheat sheet is going to help you do that in seven days or less. You can get that at linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. 
linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. Okay, so I don't see too many comments about the monsters, the monster versus raptors um, logo dispute. So, you know, I'll catch you guys up on it later. All right. Um, next story we are talking about, guys. How many of you have heard of Samsung? Hi, R. Dangerfield. If you have heard. Oh. Ah. Okay, King Tax Services said that she's not really into basketball. She's mainly football. Okay, that's cool. I'm not, you know, I'm not too, uh, I'm not too current on basketball myself. Um, okay. So, let's go back to our uh, next story. If you know uh, the company Samsung, or if you have a Samsung device, I'm actually broadcasting on Facebook on a Samsung tablet. If you know what Samsung is, give me an S, okay? Um, and while we find out who knows what Samsung is, we all know that streaming services are coming out the wazoo. Um, we got Netflix, Hulu, I got Disney+, Plus. there's Amazon Prime. Apple TV, a bunch of other ones, Philo, Sling, blah, 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 blah. Thank you for the S-King Tech services. So Samsung may be getting into the streaming service as well. Um, Samsung has filed a trademark for Samsung Mobile View. Um, they filed it in the European Union. So they filed for this trademark in Europe, not in the United States. Um, I'm sure that eventually they will try and secure it in the U.S., but I want to know from you guys, if Samsung had a streaming service, would you subscribe? Personally, I would not. Um, Samsung makes great equipment. I'm not necessarily confident in their abilities to create programming that I would want to pay monthly money for. Now, the Disney Plus package, y'all. That thing got me. Oh my gosh. Ow, guys. Ooh, my back. Okay. So, the Disney Plus package got me. But Samsung, I don't know what you could come up with that would make me subscribe to your um, service. King Tax Services said no. Love my Roku. Girl, I love my Roku too. And I got an Amazon Fire Stick upstairs. Life is great. Okay? Um, so, we will wait and see what Samsung does in the future. I mean, Apple TV is coming out with one. <coughs> Pretty much everybody is trying to create their own streaming service. Um, I feel like in a few years, a lot of these things are going to fall by the wayside. But, um, you know, good luck to everybody. Throw your hat in the ring. So, okay. So that was our second story. I'm sorry if my energy isn't up as usual, guys. Again, just to let you know. Uh, I am coming down with the flu. The reason why I'm broadcasting from my bed is because my back is hurting and I have a heating pad to help with the pain. So please pardon me. Okay. All right. Um, so this white shirt is like completely just making all my comments disappear. I can't see them. Okay. So next story that we're talking about, um, Tanya, you are a football fan. Do, do you know who Gardner Minshew is? 
He used to play for Washington State, and he plays for the Jacksonville Jaguars now. Do you know who Gardner Minshew is? And while uh, King Tax Services lets us go, lets us know if she knows who Gardner Minshew is, um, I'm going to tell you why we're talking about him. So uh, Gardner Minshew, he won the Pac-12 Offensive Player of the Year. And he, in an effort to, you know, secure his brand and make that shmoney, he has filed three trademark applications. <laughs> Oh, you're a Dallas Cowgirl, so you don't know that. Okay, that's cool. So Gardner Minshew of the Jacksonville Jaguars, he has filed three trademark applications. One is for Mississippi Mustache because he has a very signature mustache. The other is for Minshew Magic. <coughs> Excuse me. And the other is for Minshew Mania. Hello, I'm God's Child 19, 1983. So um, Mr. Minshew intends to launch a clothing line under each mark. So for those of you who are football fans, if you are a particular fan of Gardner Minshew uh, and his mustache, he's going to be coming out with some clothing lines very soon. So you Jacksonville Jaguar fans have at it. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, yes. Before we move on to the next story, I want to remind you guys, um, you are watching NPL Legal Dish, my four times a week live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis, host of the show and owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. If you want to find out uh, what that means, please go to the link in my bio, linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. Hi, TSR. Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. Um, all right, so next story we are talking about, this is kind of crazy. So this, uh, this story has to do with patents. Now, when we talk about patents, patents protect um, inventions and new ways of doing things, right? But in order to make sure that your device or method works, there has to be testing. But there's always some, there are always, um, you know, guidelines as to how you're supposed to test things. So this is the story of when testing your patent goes way, way, way left. So um, there's a guy named Jerry Rea. He is the superintendent of the Greenwood Resource Center. It is located in southwest Iowa, and it provides care to about 250 intellectually disabled people. So people who, you know... They're not able to function as an independent adult. They may have, you know, physical delays, developmental delays, all that stuff. And Jerry Rayer is the superintendent of the resource center that helps these intellectually disabled people. Now, Rayer patented a device for detecting and monitoring sexual arousal in a person. So he basically invented a device that is supposed to figure out whether a person is, you know, sexually aroused, whether they're ready for sex, okay? Um, here's the problem. He was testing his device out on these intellectually disabled um, patients, which is a violation of ethics, of law, of everything. So now this entire institution 
is being investigated. So ladies and gentlemen, I picked this story because if you are ever in a situation where you need to test out your patent, you need to make sure that you do it legally. You need to make sure that you are not exploiting people. Can you imagine if you had a family member who was intellectually disabled, who you had to put in a high messy time? Can you imagine if you had an intellectually disabled family member who you had to put in a home so that they could be cared for and get the proper care, and you found out, hi Dolores, and you found out that they were performing experiments on your intellectually disabled family member. Some of these people cannot speak. They cannot advocate for themselves. So now, uh, Mr. Rhea is in a lot of trouble, and they are investigating this, uh, this supposed human testing of his patent. So ladies and gentlemen, if you're going to test your patent, make sure the people you're testing on are ready or legally able to consent to testing. If you are intellectually disabled, you cannot consent to being tested on. All right? Okay. Um, all right. So we are, we are moving along quickly. All right. Next case we are talking about, ladies and gentlemen, uh, has, it's the title case of this broadcast. Um, so Beast Mode Secured. If you watched my show a few, a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, I can't remember exactly the date. Um, I told you guys that, uh, about Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch has, um, Marshawn Lynch, um, he trademarked the term beast mode for a clothing line. Um, here's, and then, uh, but then another guy, just to remind you, another guy, David Copeland, who was a soccer coach, he filed a trademark for beast mode soccer for coaching services soccer balls and clothing um so the, uh we didn't have a conclusion when we talked about this story but we now have a conclusion david copeland's trademark for beast mode soccer has been denied for the soccer balls and the t-shirts because the uspto said there is a likelihood of confusion um Um, oh, the evidence, um, and then, uh, so, sorry, David Copeland, um, he tried to give high celebration, celebration fans. Okay. So David Copeland, he tried to argue that, um, you know, beast mode was a common term that was used everywhere and it shouldn't be given trademark protection. The problem was all of David Copeland's examples were outside of clothing lines. And Marshawn Lynch only had his trademark for beast mode clothing. So the court agreed, yes, beast mode is a common term for, you know, how people play sports and things like that. But in the realm of clothing, beast mode is singular. Uh, David Copeland went further. He wanted um, energy drinks, nutritional supplements, and coaching to be considered on the same level as clothing. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want to know from you, this guy's trying to, you know, get his trademark passed by saying that beast mode is too common, right? Marshawn Lynch is only trademarking beast mode for clothing. This guy is saying if you have an energy drink that is called beast mode, a nutritional supplement that is called beast mode, or you have a coaching style called beast mode, that that is equivalent to sweaters and t-shirts and pants. So, ladies and gentlemen, do you think that that is a credible argument? 
because that's what David Copeland thought. The court did not agree. But what do you guys think? Because you might think that that might be valid, right? Um, Nessie Time said, nope, I can't drink my clothing. Absolutely right. Drink, that is like a food, a food item. You ingest it. Um, thank you very much, Nessie Time. Um, so yeah, so Marshawn Lynch's trademark for beast mode clothing is safe. This man, David Copeland, was able to preserve his trademark for his coaching style. So good luck to him in that. Okay. Um, so we only have two more stories. Do I have any beer drinkers in the audience? If you like beer, give me a beer emoji. Okay. Um, this is the case of Kennerkey Craft Brewery Collective versus Hard Tonic. And these are two um, companies located in Missouri. Good Hair, Good Body said different categories, hence not equivalent. That's right, girl. Um, all right. So moving on to our next story. My beer drinkers, this is for you. Okay. So there are two uh, breweries in Missouri. One is called the Kennerkey Craft Brewery Collective. So it's a bunch of brewers together, right? And the other one is this brand name, Hard Tonic. Um, now, the Brewing Collective, one of their brewers launched a beer under the name Easy Peasy IT IPA. And it was trademarked in 2015 and um, only trademarked. And it's the only trademark for Easy Peasy IPA in the entire United States. So nobody else has a trademark for Easy Peasy IPA, okay? Um this beer, it's sold in Texas and Oklahoma, but the company Canarchy Craft Brewery has plans to expand to all 50 states by 2020. Here's the problem. Um, Hard Tonic has been using Easy Peasy, spelled E-A-S-Y, P-E-A-S-Y, and the letters E-Z-P-Z to sell their Hard Tonic, which is a type of beer. Um... They have gone so far as to secure social media handles on Instagram and Facebook at Drink Easy Peasy, and they even have a site named DrinkEasyPeasy.com. Now remember, Canarchy Craft Brewery Collective has the only trademark for Easy Peasy IPA in the entire United States. Um, so when Canarchy Craft Brewery found out that Hard Tonic was selling... Um, their beer under the easy peasy logo they sent cease and desist letters um but they never got a response from uh hard tonic so now they want um they want an injunction meaning they want the court to tell hard tonic to stop selling their easy peasy beer they also want hard tonic to be disgorged of profit so any money they made they want they want the court to give that to Canarchy Craft Brewery, and they want treble damages because they feel that Hard Tonic was very malicious and willful and knew that they were um, infringing on Canarchy Craft Brewery's trademark. Um, they also want all of the Hard Tonics that they have destroyed. So my question to you, ladies and gentlemen, is, is there room for two easy peasies in the beer world? Do you think that Hard Tonic should be able to use Easy Peasy or are they going to be shut down? Now remember, Canarchy Craft Brewery, they got the trademark in 2015. Hard Tonic has been using Easy Peasy. They don't have a trademark, but they have secured the social media handles. 
So what do you think should happen here? What do you think should happen? I personally think that Hard Tonic um, should have to stop selling their beer. And I think that Canarchy Crappery should get everything that they want. You two are in the same category. Um, Good Hair, Good Body said, no, uniqueness is cash. Very true. These two companies are in the same industry. They both make beer. You can't have two trademarks for the same thing. And Hard Tonic doesn't even have a trademark. Nessie Time said they should stop selling. Hi, LO4. Um, but yeah. So we will have to wait and see what happens with this uh, beer fiasco. But if you guys happen to see any easy peasy IPAs in your local, you know, I don't know, grocery store, liquor store, whatever, take a picture and um, send it to me. I want to see what it looks like. Okay. All right. So we are coming to our last story. Thank God, because my back is burning, y'all. Um, those of you who came in late, I'm broadcasting from my bed because I'm coming down with the flu, which is causing me back aches, and I have a hot pad against my pillow because it won't stay up against my chair. All right, but we will be back at the desk, hopefully tomorrow, if my back is cooperating. All right, so the last story that we are talking about, um, has to do with perfume. If I have any perfume lovers in the audience... Give me a P. If you like perfume, give me a P. And if you, uh, and while you give me the P's, I'm going to let you know who I'm asking you. So um, I asked in my comments today if, thank you, Nessie Time. I asked in my comments today if you guys knew, thank you for the P, if you guys knew what um, Scent Wish was. And about half of you knew what Scent Wish was. Um, so Scent Wish um, is a, perfume subscription service so it's like every month they send you you know an array of perfumes um that you can sample because we are in um a society now where people aren't really tied thank you for the peaking tax services people aren't really tied to a single scent they want to smell different all the time so excuse me a subscription service makes sense um so scent wish um, again, they provide high-end perfumes, including Chanel. Now, Chanel is notoriously protective of their trademarks, and they have actually filed a suit against Scentwish. Um, now, all of this is taking place overseas. This is taking place um, in Tel Aviv, but I, I really wanted you guys to um, hear the story and just kind of think about it. I, I, I sometimes pick stories that are outside of the country because I think the facts are interesting and I want to see how we can apply our own laws. But, um, yes. So Chanel is out here. Chanel is always trying to protect their mark. And Scentwish was saying, hey, thank you for the P good here, good body, was saying, hey, you know, we provide Chanel, Gucci, all this stuff. Um, now here's the thing. Scentwish doesn't give you the full bottles. Scentwish repackages the perfumes and puts them in their own um, spray bottles, right? Um, and Chanel is opposing this because they're saying that changing the packaging could damage their product and, you know, cause undue damage to the Chanel name. So I don't know much about perfume. I don't know how the containers work, 
The only, I'm not a big perfume person. The only thing I remember, <coughs> oh, excuse me. The only thing I remember is like, in time when I was young, 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 somebody gifted me um, some Calvin Klein Obsession and I had put some out. I, I poured some out in like a, a medicine cup because my mom wanted to use it and it was like 12 13 i did not think that it was going to evaporate and then like my mom she told me later she's like yeah it was gone when i went up there um okay but that is a, an example of how packaging can mess up your product i did not keep the calvin klein obsession in the in the bottle that it came in i put it in an open container and it evaporated so chanel is saying hey you taking our product out of this specially manufactured container that we have could damage the quality of our product. Now, um, and, and they don't want Scentwish to put Chanel's name on the packages. Here's the thing. Um, the court said that Scentwish has to put the name on the containers so people know what they're getting because I'm not going to spend a bunch of money every month on a, on a subscription. And I don't know, I don't know for real what, what is the, um, the perfume that I'm getting. Scentwish is saying that, Chanel, you have no stake in this. Um, Good hair, good body said, yes, oxidation of alcohols changes the fragrance. Exposure to sunlight can degrade the oils and change the fragrance. Chanel is correct. Wow. Okay, y'all, we got a scientist in the room. Thank you, good hair, good body, for the knowledge. Okay? So here's the thing. Scentwish is saying that um, Chanel has no standing because... They bought the perfumes fair and square, and there is the first sale doctrine. The first sale doctrine says that when you put a product out into the market and somebody buys it, your rights, most of your rights end there. If that person wants to go and resell it, they can do that. Um, now, the court, is, the court agreed that they could resell it, but they have put some stipulations. Now, prior to this, Scentwish on their website simply said that none of the manufacturers were affiliated with the company. However, now the court has said that um, the they have to change um, the term repackage to rebottle. So they have to, okay, um, so they have to change the package. They have to change the wording from repackage to rebottled so people understand that you're not going to get the Chanel container. They have, Scentwish has their own containers. And they also have to say specifically that Chanel is not affiliated in any way with the company, not just the manufacturers, because Chanel is very protective of their mark and they want you to know that I am not here for the mess. Stop using our names. Like I, we've talked about this several times. Chanel takes out ads um, every quarter or so in magazines, letting y'all know that Chanel is a trademark term and to stop using it so liberally. So um, I would, uh, if any of you are into subscription uh, scent subscription perfume services, check out Scentwish. Um, I know that there's another one called Scentbird too. Um, but yeah, so what do you, um, Good Hair, Good Body said, when the perfume degrades, it's chemically and technically not the same product. So it is no longer a Chanel product. Ooh. So I guess we would have to get into like, how is Scentwish repackaging these perfumes? What is the process? What does the facility look like? I don't know. 
Very interesting. Thank you for that info, Good Hair, Good Body. Y'all, if you need tips on skin, hair, body, anything going on or in your body, go check out Good Hair, Good Body. She has so much information, okay? Um, yes. So, uh, set wish is that they said, we're going to let you cook, but you just need to say specifically that Chanel is not affiliated with you guys, okay? So, those were the stories that I have for you today. Do we have any questions? Um... We have like, let me see, what time is it? Ooh, we're running a little bit late, but that's okay. So we're going to do about three, three, uh, minutes of Q and A. If you have any questions about the stories that we did today on the monster suing the Toronto Raptors, the Samsung streaming service. Oh, you're welcome to hear good body. Um, Gardner Minshew of the Jacksonville Jaguars and his trademarks, um, this guy testing his sexual device on intellectually disabled patients. Uh, Marshawn Lynch and his uh, beast mode trademark being protected. Um, the beer kerfuffle over easy peasy or scent wish. We have a lot of stories today, guys. Um, so if you have any questions or if you have questions about your own personal stuff, now is the time to ask. We've got a couple of minutes. I want to remind you that if you are interested in any of my digital products or scheduling some time to speak to me, you can go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. Um, I will be back on tomorrow. Hopefully I will be at my desk and not uh, bedridden. <laughs> oh yeah, you need to go back and watch and, and watch. Um, or I'll just come upstairs and talk to you. <laughs> yes, but um, y'all, if y'all don't know, um, Low Four is one of my housemates, you know, my good buddy, um, and he watches the show too. So uh, that is what I'm going to leave you guys with tonight. Your girl needs to go get some rest, drink some water, get some tea. Um, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, and have a great night. Bye. Turn off the...